All right. Now then, well, we're glad you're here today. Listen, um, if you've been following our, our series, uh, this is the second part of our series. Uh, it's on courage, conviction, and calling. Um, if you're joining us online, I want to welcome you. Uh, if you're expecting to see Pastor Ian, listen, you're not going to be able to pull him away from that little girl at this moment in time, so you'll be lucky. So, uh, But my name is Pete Crittner. I'm the ministry leader of our Celebrate Recovery on Friday nights, and I'm glad you're here and you're joining us. Uh, for everyone here, welcome in. I promise uh, I will get us uh, through this pretty quick. we got a lot to go over, but more importantly, because I'm kind of hungry. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, uh, Pastor Ian told me that one time. He said, listen, Pete, he said, ain't nobody going to get mad at you if you get them out of here for lunch on time, okay? So I said, okay, boss, you got it. So we're glad you're here. We're going to go over this real quick. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we want you to uh, keep in mind, too, that we are in our second week of our corporate fast, and, and we hope you're doing wonderful. Don't forget uh, our night of worship tonight. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, today uh, is the second part of it. We're going to look at the conviction part of our series. Last week, uh, um, Dr. Forrest did courage and did an awesome job, um, so I hope I can, I can kind of keep that ball rolling a little bit. Um, we all know what worldly conviction is. We all understand what that means. That contains sentencing and punishment when we hear the word conviction, okay? While conviction of the Holy Spirit is going to contain restoration and redemption, okay? Keep that in mind as we go through this because we do have a lot. It, it, it's, a, it's a good lesson and it's a good scripture to go through. Um, please keep in mind this series is connected to itself because we need, you remember last week we did courage, we need courage to accept the conviction of our Savior so that we can reach the calling that he has on our lives, okay? So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, let's look. Let's get, let's get started just as quick as we can here. So let's look at Ezekiel 23 through 31. If you've got your uh, notes, uh, if not, you please follow us online. You can download it on the app. And I'm going to read this. This is how the New Living Translation. Again, a message came to me from the Lord. It says, Son of man, give the people of Israel this message. In the day of my indignation, you will be like a polluted land, a land without rain. Your princes plot conspiracies just as lions stalk their prey. They devour innocent people, seizing treasures and extorting wealth. They make many widows in the land. Your priests have violated my instructions and defiled my holy things. They make no distinction between what is holy and what is not. And they do not teach my people the difference between what is ceremonial clean, ceremonially clean and unclean. They disregard my Sabbath days so that I am dishonored among them. Your leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. They actually destroy people's lives for money. And your prophets cover up for them by announcing false visions and making lying predictions. They say, my message is from the sovereign Lord. When the Lord hasn't spoken a single word to them. Even common people oppress the poor. Rob the needy and deprive foreigners of justice. I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But I found no one. So now I will pour out my fury on them. Consuming them with the fire of my anger, I will heap on their heads the full penalty for all their sins. Keep that sentence in mind for a second. I, the sovereign Lord, has spoken. That was God speaking in the book of Ezekiel. 
I will heap on their heads the full penalty for all their sins. If the, the, the Lord of heaven's armies heaped all the penalty for just our sin on us, where would we be? Where would we be? The someone God is looking for is you and me. Okay? Plain and simple, straight up. I told you this, this sermon's on conviction, so we've got to go with that. Um, this is why we need courage, conviction, and calling, because God is looking for men and women of God to rebuild the walls and stand in the gap. The walls of righteousness, the gaps that he's talking about is the chasm that's, that separates us, not only from each other, but from Jesus Christ, from God. Jesus stands in that gap. He took the ultimate penalty, and he took care of it. We have to do what we're supposed to do. So when we're trying to build, rebuild that wall of righteousness, and we're trying to stand in that gap, maybe it's, maybe it's a gap between you and a loved one, you, you and a friend, you and a brother or a sister. Maybe it's someone in your church. Ooh, maybe it's your spouse. Listen, I, I've heard it said in this church before, you can't go halfway across the world and be saving people if you can't walk across the hall and save somebody, okay? So think about that for just a minute. The conviction that comes from Jesus Christ is not the conviction of this world. There's no condemnation in Christ. There's no sentence. There's no penalty. The only thing you give up is a life of sin. Please keep that in mind. Please remember that. All right. Um, Let's look at the first uh, bullet point. So what is conviction, and why do we need it? That's always the first thing. What is it, and why do why, why, why you got to throw it up on me, Pete? Conviction is firmly held beliefs that define who we are. Convictions are the things we are willing to live and die for. Now, we all say this all the time. I, 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 I die for my family, right? I die for my kids. I die for my wife. So what are you willing to die for? Jesus Christ came to this earth, and he said, I'm willing to die for those I love. And I've said this before at CR. He, he not only went to the gates of hell, he went to the gates of hell and told the, the gatekeeper, give me the keys, you no longer possess this. Our enemy is no joke. He, he only wants us suffering, and he wants us dead. Our Savior is more powerful. Never forget that. Keep that in mind. Keep that in your back pocket. All right, so we look at conviction from a heavenly perspective now. Understanding that it is for us to do God's will, yet because we are human, we'll make mistakes, okay? But these mistakes do not come with sentencing and punishment like worldly conviction. The Bible says in Psalms, God corrects those he loves. Now think about that for a minute. If you're a parent, especially, you're going to teach your children so they won't get hurt, so they'll be better people, so they'll, they'll, they'll do better, so no harm will come to them. Now, we all know that we can't put them in a bubble. Trust me, I've tried. But when God corrects those he loves, we are corrected by the one who loves us the most so that we do what's right, Okay? Keep, keep reminding yourself that you're going to mess up. The Bible, I love that, I love that, I love that, I love that about the Bible. It says in there, you're going to have trials and tribulations in this life. But God says, but I'm not going to leave you. 
I will not be, I will not ever leave you while you go through them. That's cool. That's awesome. I, I, I have family and I'm grateful for them. I have friends I'm grateful for. I have this church, I'm grateful for it. I am not alone. You are not alone. Okay? All right. Now let's look at uh, John 16. Je and this is Jesus speaking, John 16, 5. It says, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is, it is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not go away. If I, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus came with a purpose. And he said, I'm still not going to leave you. I've got to take care of business because that's what benefits you and I. Without it, we're lost. But he said, listen, don't. All you know is I'm leaving, and that's all you hear, and that you're sad. But at the same time, remember, I'm going to send the helper to you. You're not going to be alone. Um, I, I love to do it. Uh, I, I, and Becky knows this. I, I, talk in, I talk to Jesus in the car a lot. I talk to God all the time when I'm by myself. And, 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 and if you're ever driving alongside of me, uh, and I'm just chatting away, I'm not on the phone, I promise. <laughs> um, but I, I, I will talk to because. People will also people will ask you. So you 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 just straight up talk to God, isn't? Well, yeah, don't don't you? It's it's okay. People are gonna look at you a little funny. It's okay. Why wouldn't we? But uh, when you when you do these things, I want you to keep in mind. You know, you're doing heavenly stuff. This world's not made for that. They're going to look at you a little different, okay? Yeah. Becky, Becky just smiles. She just kind of goes on with the flow of it. Um, and then totally, like, like totally off sudden, sometimes she'll, she'll catch me at the right time. You better, be, you better be talking to Jesus. She's letting me know real quick. Like, she, she caught me yesterday. She caught, we, were, we were coming up here to the church. And uh, I, we were on a t totally different topic of conversation, but she said, uh, we were, we were talking about, you know, how much money could I have that, that you know, I said, well, how much, how much money would it take? How, how much nonsense would you put up for me if I had a whole bunch of money? And she said, boy, she said, I put up with you now and you're broke. <laughs> so, I said, okay, honey. And then as soon as we're pulling up in here, I was like, yeah, I got, Lord, I got to give you that one. She, she got me. She got me. So, so, so God, God always talks to you. He always gives you a sense of humor. He lets you laugh and stuff like that. But it, it, it's without the fact that you, if you don't recognize that you need the Holy Spirit in your life. I need my wife. I need my kids. I need my grandkids. I need this church. But if you don't recognize that you need Jesus Christ, you're, you're, you're backpedaling. You're, you're, you're going to be spinning your wheel. Start with the Holy Spirit. Ask him to guide him, lead, him, lead you, and teach you because he is the comfort. He's the one Jesus Christ sent to us so that we can continue on, so we can continue the convictions that he's given us, okay? So keep, keep remembering that. Keep, keep thinking about that. But I want to read this next verse to you, and this is, this is pretty much our life verse for the week. And it is in uh, John 16, 8, I'm sorry. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. 
Verse 9 says, of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. All right, now listen. I want to I tell you a little bit of something here. Well, so I'm done. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Look at the next bullet point. We need convictions that are rooted in the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not talking about you feel guilty for something you did. I'm talking about the conviction that this is what's right and this is what's wrong. Okay? Pastor Keith taught me something a while, a long, long time ago, and I said, all right, boss, I have a, a, if I have a certain type of person come in to celebrate recovery, how do, how do, I, how do I deal with them? He said, well, it's very simple. Teach you love them. I said, okay, that's kind of a broad stroke, boss, but okay, I got you. And on through... Going over and, 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 and meeting so many people, I understand what he meant. You are not to judge. You are not to judge. That's, that's God's job. I'm not God. But I'm supposed to tell you of a loving, caring Savior that I serve. Now, I can't do that if I'm being judgmental or hypocritical. Okay? I'm convicted not to do that. I don't compromise my beliefs. I don't compromise what the Word of God says. But at the same time, I'm not going to be critical of you either. I'm just going to tell you, hey, come hang out with these folks that, that love me and, and, and be with me. Come, come see. Come and see. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, the sin of unbelief that rejects Jesus as the Messiah. He convicts us of righteousness because Jesus is the standard. He convicts us of judgment because we we will all give an account to God to our lives. Hold that thought. You might say, but Pete, I haven't done anything terrible. Think about what Thomas Jefferson said. And I, I just love the quote. Evil triumphs when good men do nothing. Okay? But listen to that, that, that one sentence. That's how keep, keep in mind. He convicts us of judgment because we will all give an account to God to our lives. You're not going to get to heaven. You're not going to be standing there in judgment day and say, well, listen, you know, I, I, I acted that way, Lord, because, you know, well, Becky made me mad. It's not going to matter. Well, you know, Lord, I, I acted that way because, you know, they treated me wrong, and, and rightfully so. Somebody may have done you wrong. God's going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, Pete. You are accountable for what you do in this life. Now, I can't honestly tell you that one is worse than the other. I promise. I, that's a whole other sermon for a whole other time on, on pain. But I want you to understand that our enemy knows the rules. He wants to manipulate you against them, okay? Because he wants you suffering for all eternity. This is not our home. If you feel convicted that you've got to have a better life, listen, God tells you he's going to give you life and life more abundantly, but what he doesn't promise, you're not going to be rich, you're not going to be famous. You know? He doesn't say all those things. He just says, follow me, and while you're here, I'll take care of you until one day you get home. Okay? This is not our home. So when, when you look at it, it, and I think this is in, uh, where is it? Oops, I went too far. I'm sorry. John 16, 12, and 13. And this is Jesus talking. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. 
how great is that, that that Jesus knew, hey, listen, I, I got some stuff to tell you, but you, you can't hang with it right now. You, you, you know, you've got to just hold on to what I've been telling you so far. In 13, he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit will not. The Holy Spirit speaks on the authority of God because it, it is God. Okay, it, He is God. I'm sorry. So when I stand up here, I'm not speaking on my on Pete's authority. Don't you dare hang your hat on what Pete says. Okay, you open up that Bible. Don't hang your hat on what Pastor Keith says. Pastor Keith will tell you right quick, like you listen to what the Holy Spirit's telling you. Okay, that's what you do. Because the Word of God speaks to you. It's living, it's breathing, it will, I, I, it's, it's an instruction book for life while we're here. That next bullet point says that we need convictions that are established upon the truth and authority of God's word. Hmm. The next two verses in John, it says, he, he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. 15 says, all things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Okay, listen. I want to make sure I don't get ahead in my notes because someone's got someone someone's gonna have to hear this. So we need we need those convictions. He will take of mine and declare it to you. So many times we want the power of Jesus Christ. We want to raise the dead. We want to grow limbs. We want to heal the sick. We want to, we want the blind to see. Listen, every one of you sitting in this room, anyone hearing my voice can have the power of God in you, and you've got it in you right now. All you have to do is you can exercise that right. You simply do it. You can do it all the time. Forgive me. That is simply the power of Jesus Christ. What did he do on the cross? He came to save us. He came to stand in that gap because the convictions of Jesus Christ are going to get you up here, and he, he's going to tell you, listen, you are my child. You belong with me. Okay? So, when you, you do it all the time, if you, does anybody in here work out? If you, in case you ain't noticed, I ain't work out. Okay. I, I said that, I said that about Pastor Ian last time. I said, you, Pastor Ian works out, I eat out. Okay? You, so, you got that, you know, so that's, that's the difference. But, you work out. You work out physically so you'll be healthy and all that, you know. Listen, you can spiritually work out. When you exercise what Jesus Christ has given you, that same power that he has is living in you and me. We can do this all the time. When someone makes you mad, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Me and Becky argue about this one. Nobody makes you mad. You get mad. Okay? So when you get mad at somebody, you have, you have, you have, you have that moment. You're going to be convicted. I can, I can forgive them for what they did, and I can move on. Or I can let that fester, and I can actually say something I shouldn't say and act the way I shouldn't act, and before you know it, it's off on a tangent, and I've created a mess of things. And, or I can, I can exercise the strength of Jesus Christ and forgive. Now, that conviction is kind of strong. Not as strong as the, one, the first time you were ever convicted. If you've ever been saved, you felt that conviction. I know I did. I cried, a squall, and I was like, man, this is, what? It, there was a conviction. 
It was a conviction of the Holy Spirit that I belonged with Jesus Christ. I was his child, and that was that. And I had to do something about it. That's the flip side to it, too. You've got to do something about it. If you don't, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, we're going to give you an opportunity later on. But right now, I want you to listen to these words. In John 16, 1 through 4, and then this is out of the New King James Version. Um, it says, the things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. Wait a minute. He's not giving us this conviction so that we feel sentenced and condemned and, and, you know, and punished so that we don't stumble, so that we don't mess up anymore. God corrects those he loves. Okay? So, they will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's, God's service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you, are, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I do not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. I did not say at the beginning because I was with you. Why conviction? If it's going to cause you that much grief, why conviction? Because the people that we are trying to reach, and whether you know it or not, I was, they're aggressive, they're lost, they're sad, and they don't know how to express that. They're deceived, and more importantly, they're bound by the enemy. Listen, you, I, 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 I'm, I'm like 230 pounds. I used to weigh a buck 50. I was not a big, tough guy, okay? But I was aggressive before I knew Jesus. Didn't help me one iota, all right? I thought I was cool. I thought I could be manipulative and da-da-da-da-da. That type of aggression that we exert is a worldly, totally opposite end of the spectrum from Jesus Christ. God says this is not your home, but while you're here, you have something to do. Now, wait a minute. God's not putting us to work. But he says, I'm trusting you with something I, need, I, I want you to do. I'd love for you to do. Now, think about that. The, the creator of all the heavens and earth and everything in it wants just you to do something. Sheena, he wants you to do something. Tanya, he wants you to do something. He wants you just specifically for you. Pandra, he wants you to do something. I don't know what that is. You got to talk to him about that. Okay? Have that conversation with him. Whitney, you might have to do something. Ramble to. But think about it. Because you're going to go. Now, now listen, if you've, if you've talked to any of us here and, and, and before, we, some, some of us have done that. Been in some bad situations trying to preach somebody. I'm just, I'm just trying to bring you a meal and tell you about Jesus Christ. And they ain't having it. They ain't having it and they're a little upset about it. And they're going to take it out on you. You talk to a friend of mine about taking some homeless folks, some, some food out there and call them. Out there at the park. Mm. Now, let's, let's take a look at what the Apostle Paul tells Timothy. In 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, he says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider 
nothing sacred. All right. Now I'm going I'm to let you in on just a, a tiny secret. Because Pastor Keith, Pastor Ian sent me the notes, and I said, here, Pete, here, here's the notes. Da, da, da. There's certain stuff in there. It's, it's just uh, our thoughts. But you don't have to use them. These are some of the stuff I left in there because it was really good stuff. So it says, why conviction? The world, and more specifically, the people in our lives need to see sacrificial love for others. Not for you, for others. They need to see people who make a decision based on what is right, not what is most profitable. They need to see humility, honor for authority, and the fear of God. They need to see someone who lives with gratitude and honors the word of God and the sacred truths of Scripture. Somebody needs to see that. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Okay. Trust me, I've been convicted about it. He done got me. <laughs> Who's next? So that's why conviction. Look, look at um, verse 3. It says they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Mm. Why conviction? Because people need to see someone walk in love even when they are not being loved. Ooh, oh, I told you it was good. I wasn't touching it. <laughs> I told you it was good. I got goosebumps on that one. They need to see, it, it's all fine and dandy if I got money in the bank and everybody's healthy and my family and everything's good. I can, oh, yeah, I praise Jesus. Can you praise him in the storm? Mm, you got, you, everybody's got a storm. You got to help them. Listen, I know it ain't easy to come hang out with me. You might be able to help me tomorrow. I'll help you today. I may not be able to do nothing but pray with you, okay? Pray with me. You know, I love me some prayer, okay? But folks need to see that. Me and, uh, me and my, one of my sons were talking uh, last night, and, and you know, it, it's okay. It's okay. He needs to see that, that folks are real. We need to see that. So why conviction? They need to see someone extend forgiveness and model the power that forgiveness brings into our lives. They need to see a self-control that refuses to retaliate with slander, cruelty, or hateful actions. Ooh, hold up a minute. Listen, this world, what does this world tell you? You, you, better, you, better, get, you better get even with them. Look what they did. You, mm, listen, I'll go from every end of the spectrum. Someone, maybe someone stole from you. Maybe someone beat you up. That was my big thing when I was a kid because I was the youngest of four boys. I was always getting beat up. Maybe somebody beat you up. Maybe, maybe your spouse has cheated on you. Maybe, maybe your brother or your sister in church has hurt your feelings pretty bad, and they're just kind of indifferent about it. So are you going to extend that forgiveness? Are you going to exercise that power of Jesus Christ? Or are you going to do what this world says and says, hey, Get them. Wait, they're going to mess up. You'll get your chance. Mm. I, I, trust me, I've been there. I've done that. I've went both ways, and it, it, I, I tell you, one of them doesn't end up good. Okay? Forgiveness, we talked about this Friday night. Forgiveness enables that gap to be closed. The chasm that was the forgiveness between, the justice between us and God had to be closed by only, can only be closed by one he was the one that did it. That's right. But have you, and, and 
and I think my buddy Shandor is still here. If you remember the name of the pottery, it was the Japanese pottery that when it's cracked, they repair it with gold. What is it? Kintsugi. The pottery is made better. It's beautiful. It's got a nice gold insertion into the, 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 the pottery, and it's reused. It's actually treasured. So you see, that's the same thing that forgiveness does. Okay? It's going to make it better. It's going to make it better. It's going to repair that relationship. It's, it's going to add to it, and you're going to be exercising the power of Jesus Christ. And someone somewhere is going to see that and go, okay, ooh, okay. They're, 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 they're not just talking to talk. They're going to walk the walk. Okay, cool. The self, because slander, cruelty, and hateful actions, I mean, listen, retaliations a never-ending cycle. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. Why conviction? Because people need to see a loyalty between friends and a love and loyalty towards God. Okay, wait a minute now. Have you been convicted yet? If you hadn't, let me, let me, let me go a little step further. I hope you wore steel toes today. Anyway, um, and, and, and this goes, this is not only our church, but, but our Arab campus is doing the same thing. Both CRs, we deal with this. Listen, we need some help with the children's ministry. We need help. I, I thoroughly enjoy having kids here on Friday night. I don't want to see those kids in 15 or 20 years at CR, okay? I love having you and your children here, but we need help. Becky and I have tried, Rebecca more than I, she'll cook the meal and then she'll head right out there and try to feed kids, and I, I can't wear her out like that. I've done it. And I'm all right. I'm already saying, hey, I'm going to go preach. <laughs> Y'all take care of this. Both campuses on Sundays, we need help. You don't have to do it all the time. Just once in a while. So God said, all right, Pete, what are you doing? I said, oh, okay. And I said, I'll tell Becky, me and her, guy, we'll, we'll pick a Sunday. He said, I ain't saying nothing about Rebecca. I was like, what? <laughs> Come on, man. He said, you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. I said, okay, boss. So I told Becky, I said, hey, would you please let Miss, Miss Tina know I'll, I'll, I'll help them out. She said, okay, I'll help you out, honey. I said, <laughs> So, yeah. So, so I'm over there just, just nervous. But where's that conviction at? Where's your conviction at? I do enough in here, Pete. I know. I totally understand. I get it. I believe me. I, just, just, take it, just take five minutes out of your life. I know it's more than that, of course. And listen, my grandkids are back there right now, too. I love having my grandkids in here. I love seeing my grandkids in here on Sundays. But the conviction that you feel is not just to, to keep or because you've done something wrong. It's more to do what is right. Okay? You have to do what is right. Because it's based on what God says is right, not what Pete says is right. Okay? If you feel convicted about it, it's like, well, you know, yeah, well, yeah, well. You start saying something about kids, like, hmm. Don't talk to me about it. You don't have to say anything to me. You don't even have to apologize to me. Go talk to God about it. Okay? Talk to the Savior. He's waiting for you to talk to Him about it. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. The power that can make them godly. You start with that forgiveness and go from there. 
Stay away from people like that, it says. That's in the Bible. Stay away from people like that. Hmm. All right, why conviction? Because people need to see a relationship filled with the power of God, not an empty religious ritual. If you come in here, and if we come in here, if I come in here, hey, praise the Lord, okay, all right, bye. And that's it. If I take someone, and listen, I, I did my best not to cry when that baby was up here. But to see that a child who wants to get baptized, and, and bless her little heart, that water was cold, and she was getting a little nervous, and she started to tear up, but that baby did it. That's a beautiful thing. When you see that conviction in a child, what are you doing as an adult? Okay? That's courage. That's courage. And, 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 and I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, but I, I guarantee you that that baby's got something on her. That baby's got something on her. I got, I got to hush. My, my granddaddy's heart's going to start squalling here in a minute. Not, and that's not an empty religious ritual. That's a celebration. We celebrated. All of heaven celebrated. That baby celebrated. Oh. It's, not a it's not just a ritual. Why conviction? Because conviction rebuilds the walls of righteousness that guard our land and stands in the gap. Conviction refuses to say nothing, do nothing, and act like nothing is wrong. Conviction fights for the souls of humanity and establishes the kingdom of God. Boom, there it is. Fights for humanity, for our souls, and establishes the kingdom of God. Love God, love people. All right, so what you going to do? And I'm going to get, I promise I'm going to get here in just a second. Jude uh, 1, 20 through 23, and this is the King James Version also. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear. I, I paused a minute when I, when I read that. Pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Listen, you can tell people that are broken, busted, disgusted, hurting. Listen, let me, let me tell you about my Jesus. Come, come, come talk to my pastor. Talk to my daughter. Come talk, come, come talk to my friends. They'll tell you. I'll, we'll all tell you about it. There's some folks, and I may have been one of them at one time. Now, there's a fine line between, between pride and, uh, I'm sorry, confidence and arrogance. They don't think they need Jesus. They don't, th listen, you're not going to get all that out of them. They're fine. They're, they're, they're tough enough. I don't need to submit, surrender, kneel. I don't need to be that weak. It takes a strong man to do something on his knees. It takes a stronger man to stand up after he's done praying off his knees and say, all right, now listen, now you do it. Mm. Some of the strongest people I've ever met has been in this church. They helped me. So you save somebody. I said, we, we help save. We're there. God, God doesn't say, will he? Like, what is it? Uh, the, the, Jesus said, be fishers of men, right? You catch him, he'll clean you. <laughs> that's right. So that's what I want to ask you. So what's your conviction? 
Now, you, you've, already, you've already done that. You've already been saved. You've already walked down here. You've given, the, you've given your life to Christ, and you said, hey, I'm, I, I, I want to do this. So what's your conviction? Well, Pete, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go see if they need help in the nursery. Okay, cool. But what's your conviction? Listen, I, I, I don't want to give it away, but, you know, next week's sermon's on calling. Hmm. You've got to let that courage get to the conviction so that you can find the calling of your life. Okay? So what is it? I don't know what it is. I, I, I only know what mine was. So what's convicted your heart today? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Remember whose child you are. Start there. Whether you've given your life to Jesus Christ or not, at this moment, you are still his child. He's waiting for you. I promise you, it's not going to be anything but wonderful. It's not going to be easy. What is it people say? Nothing easy is ever, or nothing worth doing is ever easy. But he's never going to leave you. That conviction that you feel, that quickening, that tightening in your chest right now, I want you to understand, that's a good thing. Because you've got to, listen, we, we have to stop sin in our life. And then we have to do the will of God because it's so much better for us. It's not just simply the right thing to do, but it, he, I promise you, he's saying it's so much better for us. What is, it, what is it we said? We do not allow sin around us to allow sin within us, okay? Whatever's going on in this world, you start with you. Then go across the hall. Then go, across, then go across the street. Then go across town. And then you keep going, okay? But you've got to start somewhere, right? We're going to give you an opportunity here. If the Holy Spirit's convicted you of it, I promise you, it's, it, it, it's not, not anything he's going to let go of because he loves you. He's, 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 he's talking to you. Brittany, go ahead. Dim, dim those lights. Play that music. I know it might be a little different than what we're used to, but at this moment, if you need to come up here and do business with God, listen, you come on up. If you need to do it to the side and you just want to be between you and him, you come over to the side, you talk to him, we'll just pray with you real quick and we'll walk away. If you need prayer, if you want to talk about that conviction, you come up here, you find me, you find Pastor Keith, you find any of us up here. We'll pray with you, we'll pray over you, but don't miss that opportunity. Don't miss that wonderful conviction. Okay? This altar is open.
this life is what you want. Lift your hand up just, just and say, hey, that's me. That's me. I need Jesus. I want Jesus. I need Jesus. Don't miss an opportunity because you won't miss one with me. I promise you, he's been waiting. He's been waiting and he's been waiting and he's been waiting. He's always there. Don't, don't let it be just, don't think it's because you leave the doors that you, your time's passed. It's not. It never has. He's always been there. you guys came today. You guys give Jesus a round of applause. Amen. Well, listen, we are so glad you get now. Listen, if this is your first time here, you got to do something. You got to go on. When you when you leave, you go by the, the, the orange table over here and and you talk to Pastor Keith. And listen, we got some cool gifts for you if it's your first time here. Trust me, they're really cool stuff. Now, that being said, don't forget if you join us next week, you get to see the end game, the end result of this series. It is on calling. So if you've had the courage to allow the conviction of God in your life, then I promise you, you're going to get some message. You're going to get some word next week. You better show up. You better you know, pull up online. If you've joined us online, we're we are so glad that you joined us tonight. Um, don't forget, or tonight, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking Friday nights. Uh, we're so glad you joined us today. Listen, don't forget to join us next week, and don't forget tonight at 6 o'clock here at the Holly Pond Campus, we'll have a night of worship. It, 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 we'll have prayer and scripture, but just, uh, you already heard how, how good Robin has been doing. So, hey, you want to do some more of that? You come on up here tonight. We love you, and we thank you guys. Oh, wait, oh, and Pastor Keith said, uh, wants, wants to let you something real quick. I want to say, how many of you guys love Pastor Pete and Becky? Come on, let's give them a great big round of applause. What a wonderful job. I love you, sir. They, they, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say this to them. You know, the Bible says give honor where honors do. And as, as Pete was talking about conviction today, you know, conviction is not just as he talked about the thing that convicts us of the wrong things. It, it's really the thing that empowers us to do the right things. And, and when I think about Pete and Becky and the conviction they have to press through, to just keep showing up and showing up and doing the work and, uh, you know, meeting the needs, man, they do a wonderful job. They really love you guys. Uh, they love this church. They love Celebrate Recovery. They love people. And, uh, and I really do honor y'all. So, uh, Pete, Becky, thank you guys so much. Let's give them one more round of applause. Thank you, sir. Thank you, my friend. I love you, buddy. And I'm going to get back to you. So, thank you, my friend. Listen, I, I, the first time I walked in here and they were like, hey, you're going to do Celebrate Recovery. I'm like, I did what? The conviction of the calling on my life got hit. And I'm talking to God and you and Pastor Keith. And, and everyone in Liberty Church to help me with this. I, this is not about me. If you ever want to come see what it's like, and, and come hang out with us on Friday night. I promise you won't be disappointed because they can cook some of the best in the world. So anyway, but no, come hang out with us. And we love it. It's, it's because of this church that we do what we do. And because of that, we can still reach the ones who hurt. Okay? That's our job. That's our job. So we love you. We thank you. You guys are dismissed. You guys have a safe trip home, and we'll see you next week.